the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. As we continue this vital series on a call to holiness, consider these questions. What does it mean to live holy? How do we live holy as Christians? Why must we live holy? If we are to affect the world for the kingdom of God, we must maximize our effectiveness by meeting God's requirements for kingdom living and kingdom building. Listen closely as Pastor Rander ministers to our hearts, minds, and souls. Remember to have your Bible pen and paper handy as you will want to take notes. Matter of fact, it's better to be happily single than miserably married. Now, don't go run to divorce courts. Don't do that. But I'm just saying, don't rush into a marriage. Enjoy your singleness for those of you who are not married. Be single as unto the Lord. Be content. You want to be married if you're 40? Maybe God is going to bring them when you get 41, 42. There's no magical age and nothing's wrong with you. You just need to realize that God makes all things beautiful in his time, not your time. Don't get antsy. Don't get emotionally hyped up. And don't allow love to be blind, blinding. Okay, now what are the biblical grounds for divorce? What are the what are biblical grounds for divorce? Y'all listening so hard. I can hear you listening. You, ooh, y'all listening. Uh, what are the biblical grounds for divorce? A, abandonment by an unbeliever. When an unbeliever no longer desires to be married to a believer and departs from the marriage because of your Christian testimony for Christ, in such cases, you are free to let your unbelieving spouse depart because God has caused you to peace. If your spouse don't want you, hey, I, you, you, when I married you, you were lost, you became a Christian, and now you want to go to church and pay your tithe, and you want to you read your Bible, and you don't want to gamble, and you don't want, you don't want to go to the club and slip and slide all over the place like we used to do. I'm, I, 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 I didn't expect all this. I'm out of here. Let them go. Let them go. Now, don't push them out. <laughs> Some of y'all try. You come up with games. I'm going to just trip him so he can get out. No, hold up. Slow down. Slow down. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 15 says, But if the unbeliever departs, let him depart. A brother or sister is not under bondage in such cases. But God has called us to peace and not all that hell in the house because he won't out and you don't want to let him or she wants out and you won't, you won't let her and uh, let him go. If that's the way it is, you can't tie some, you can't make somebody be married to you. You can't make somebody be married to you. If your spouse is an unbeliever and is willing to live with you, though he or she is an unbeliever, do not divorce him or her because they are an unbeliever. Yeah, some unbelievers uh, act better than some Christians in marriage, sadly. <laughs> so if, you, if, if, the, if you're married to a lost person, but they treat you right, they, they're content with you being a Christian, 
They don't stop you from going to church. They don't stop you from giving to the Lord. Uh, matter of fact, they come a time or two and they're not coming to Christ, but they come a time or two and even sit with you in church and say, baby, I'm going on home. Now I'm going to watch my cowboys, you know, whatever. You know, that's don't don't push them out. Well, I just discovered you lost. You got to get out. Oh, no. If they content to live with you and then I bother with your Christianity. You know, your 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 Christianity, your Christian testimony is a sanctifying influence in that home. It's a sanctified influence in that home. First Corinthians 7:13 says, and a woman who has a husband who does not believe, if he is willing to live with her, let her not divorce him. Now, some of y'all didn't even know all this was in the Bible. That's why you get to know, read the Bible. Okay? Another biblical ground for divorce is unrepentant sexual immorality. And that covers a whole lot. Unrepentant sexual immorality. Matthew 5.32 says, but I say uh, to you that whoever whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a woman who is divorced also commit adultery. That gets deeper. Someone may say, oh, wow, I didn't know all this, Pastor Draper. Well, I'm just not discovering this. Someone may say, I am currently married, but my previous divorce was not on biblical grounds. What shall I do, Pastor Draper? I'll tell you what you do. You can't divorce and remarry again. And, and that other person you divorce, uh, maybe they already in another marriage. You, you, you can't be cuckoo in it. You can't be Use common sense. Repent. Repent, if you realize you've messed up now that you know the word, repent and remain happily married where you are, okay? If you are single and you did not have biblical grounds for divorce, then you ought to remain single or be reconciled back to your spouse. That's what the word says. Well, I can't hear a pin drop in your now. Mark chapter 10 verses 11 through 12 also says, so he said to them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Listen closely, if you will. When a person remarries after a, after a divorce on non-biblical grounds, that person commits adultery because God did not recognize the validity of the divorce because God's law trumps the laws of man. If, now listen, if your previous spouse has remarried, you, you remarried even though you, you left that person for unbiblical reasons, but now they have remarried, you are free to remarry because there is no opportunity for reconciliation. Okay? C, another, this is not a, 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 say, a biblical ground, but I want to add this in because God, God is a God of order and God is loving and merciful and God knows where we are. So I'll carefully couch this in such a way that hopefully it is conveyed to the to the people of God in the spirit of God. Now listen to me closely. Another, I believe another reason God will permit a divorce is for spousal or child abuse. Spousal or child abuse. 
if a spouse or child is in an abusive situation, separation is necessary for the preservation of life. You don't stay in a marriage and they're knocking your tooth out one at a time. They're slapping you. You're bruised. Your, your children are living in fear. You don't know what's next. Matter of fact, you're scared to go to sleep. I don't believe it is the will of God for you to stay in a situation like that. Separation is uh, in order. If your spouse says, he said, but I, I'm a believer, but next day he's still poking you in your eye. Oh, I'm saved. I know the Lord. Boom. Wait a hold it. Wait, 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 wait a minute. I, I, I mean, I'm getting mixed, mixed signals here. Okay. If your spouse says he or she is a believer, but only bears fruits of unrighteousness, he may not be or she may not be a Christian at all. You see what I'm saying? In other words, if the person you are married to is habitually behaving as an unbeliever, then perhaps they are an unbeliever. Matthew 7:20 says, therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Are y'all hanging with me? The decision. Now, listen to this closely because some of y'all get another folk business and you declare a verdict on somebody else's marriage or divorce. And you, you need to get out of their business and handle your own. OK. The decision to, in, in such a case, sexual abuse, incest and all those things. Listen, you don't stay there in that kind of situation. At least separate. OK. The decision to remain separated or to divorce because of habitual abuse is between the abused spouse and God. That's a decision between the abused spouse and God. Others should not judge without knowing all the facts. Okay? Manage your own household. Deal with your own marriage. You got enough issues in your marriage, then try to put somebody else in your court. All right. Number four. Move on. God requires that husbands and wives love, love each other with a selfless, sacrificial love. God requires that husbands and wives love each other with a selfless, sacrificial love. Ephesians 5, 25a, uh, and then verse 28. It says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Listen, sacrificial love, sacrificial agape love does whatever it takes to honor your wife, to honor your wife. He says, love your wife. To love your, to love your wife sacrificially is to, is to honor her, not to disrespect her in front of others, not to talk her down, put her down. Uh, you are to protect her. Phone rings in the middle of the night. You don't say, Shirley, answer that. You answer. You the head of the house. Somebody knock on the door at 11 o'clock. You don't say, baby, go see who that is. Ah, they got to come by you. Don't be no sorry, man. Don't y'all say amen. Get you a lamp. Get you a double L shotgun or something. That's right. That's right. I'm not, I'm not opposed to you carrying, having a weapon in your house. You're not a knife either. As long as you don't use it on each other. Okay. Because some of y'all been in the military, military town. Some of y'all been trained to shoot. 
And I don't understand about women. You know, women don't even have, to me, they don't have to go to a gun range and, and they get a pull a gun. I say, you do so and so, so and so. And they get, boom, they always manage to shoot you right between the eyes. They, don't, they never miss. They just add a boom, out, out. No training. <laughs> when you love your wife, you respect her, you protect her, you provide for her. She ought not be looking all drabby. My wife and I have been, been married for 39 years today, and we here doing the Lord's work on our anniversary day. And she looks good. And I love her just as much today as when we first said I do 39 years ago. You don't see 15 women up here and finding me in some hanky-pank club with somebody else. Ooh, look with who he is with. Everywhere I go, my wife go. I go out of the country, she go out of the country. I go next door, she go next door. That's right. Keeps me out of trouble. And keep, and keep me off of the internet. Okay. <laughs> See, long time ago, it took a long time to be found out. But today... Before I can step off that stage, it's over in Russia. Won't y'all say amen? I'm so glad that we didn't have all this technology back yonder when, and some of y'all are too. You think about some of the stuff you did, you glad. Okay, number five, let's move on. It is required that wives submit to their husbands. It is required that wives submit to their husbands. Ephesians 5.22 says, Wives, submit to your own husband, not 15 others, own husbands, as to the Lord. First Peter 3, 1 and 2 also says, Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they, without a word, you can't nag them, right? Your husband's not right. You can't just be going off on him verbally. Some of y'all talk about him when he sleep. You're nagging him. You nag him till you wake him up. You nag him when he goes to bed. That's why the Bible says sometimes it's better for him to be on a housetop, on a corner somewhere. That is in the Bible, if you're torn that piece out. Nagging your husband all the way to the roof, and he's sitting on the corner and still can't get away from you. All right. So it says, wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. God established authority and he requires husbands and wives to submit to their God-given roles in marriage. God has established these roles. Submission, say submission. Submission. Say it again, submission. Submission Submission is the key to a healthy, well-balanced home. Only when the wives submit to the Lord will they be able to submit to their husband. If you can't submit to God, it's man, don't, might as well give up. It's not going to work. She got to first submit to the Lord before she can submit to you. In the same way, husband has to submit to the Lord before they can submit to the wives. Submission is a continual attitude. Submission is a continual attitude which becomes a pattern of behavior. Biblical submission is designed to be between two spirit-filled believers, not fleshly believers, but two spirit-filled believers who are mutually yielded to God and each other. God requires mutual submission in marriage. 
Husbands and wives must submit to God. First Peter chapter five, verse five B says, yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submission is to humbly and obediently yield and surrender one's own will to the authority of another without the right, I mean, with the right attitude and with without complaining. I say it again. Submission is to humbly and obediently yield and surrender one's own will to the authority of another with the right attitude and without complaining. What makes for a healthy, sound, well-balanced marriage. Huh? Look at that. What makes for a healthy, sound, well-balanced and spirit-filled life and marriage is possessing a spirit of submission. Say submission. Say submission again. Say it again. Without it, there will be selfishness. Without submission, there will be stress. Without submission, there will be tension. Without submission, there will be strife, anger, separation, and divorce. The wife, listen to this, especially you men. The wife is under no obligation to disobey the word of God in the name of submission. Okay, I say it again. The wife is under no obligation to disobey the word of God in the name of submission. A wife should submit to her husband, not because a woman is inferior, but because that is how God designed the marital relationship to function. You are not inferior. You are valuable. God will bless the wife who honors the headship of her husband. Won't you say amen? God will bless the wife who honors the headship of her husband. Number six, God created marriage to raise up godly offspring. God created marriage to raise up godly offspring. It is God's will that children are born in a Christian marriage to affect the world for righteousness. That's right, to affect the world for righteousness. Where is that? Malachi 2.15 says, but did he not make them one having a remnant of the spirit? And why one? Underline this. He seeks godly offspring. Therefore, take heed to your spirit and let none deal treacherously with the wife of his youth. God wants to see your children born in a in the context of a Christian marriage. And he wants you to hand your faith down to your children so that when you pass on to be with the Lord, your children can carry on a spiritual legacy in this wicked world to the glory of God. Number seven, uh, children must submit to their parents. Children, children say amen. Uh, you know, their children have to say amen. Children should submit to their parents. If Ephesians 6, 1 through 3 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. Children, ch- children, say what you want. That's kind of weak. Children, say what you want. Okay, y'all light now, you light. You soft, you're being soft on me. Children, be mindful that God chastens a spirit of rebellion, but blesses a spirit of obedience. Therefore, obey your parents that it may go well with you, young folk. Children, 
you must obey your parents immediately with the right attitude and the right spirit. You have free room and board. You have unlimited access to the fridge. You have unlimited access to the pantry. They put clothes on your back that you did not buy. And they've given you all, they've given you all the amenities of the house. Therefore, straighten up, straighten your face up, smile, say thank you and be grateful. There are millions of children around the world who would love to be where you are today. Parents, you ought to be amen in that. Then uh, let's go on. Uh, number eight, parents are required by God to teach their children to embrace the gender of their birth. Okay. All right. Well, it's getting deeper now. <laughs> parents are required by God to teach their children to embrace the gender of their birth. Genesis 1.27 says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Fathers, you are responsible for teaching your sons to be boys. You don't teach, you don't give your boy a baby doll. Okay? You teach him how to be a, a man. A, a woman cannot teach a man how to be a, a boy, how to be a man. Mothers, you are responsible for teaching your daughters how to be young ladies, how to be girls, and how to be women. Men can't teach girls that. That's why it's in, the, in the marital relationship, it's one man and one woman, so you can teach them to embrace Huh? The, the gender that they were born with. Now, we all not have to be saying that this day and time. But y'all, they changing these bathroom laws. And some of y'all on for the ride and you don't even care to somebody go in there and molest your child or even molest you. Single parents, ask God to reveal to you a safe Christian mentor of a, of the appropriate gender who can guide your children in their gender development. Parents refuse to allow gender confusion to intrude into your home. No, we're not bringing that mess in here. No, 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 no. Don't you be switching in here. Straighten up your walk. Don't y'all say, go climb a tree. (laughs) Get a slingshot. Get a BB gun. Don't be switching in here. Girl, you're not a boy. You're a girl. Embrace your girliness. Uh, that's right. Be a girl. You're going to blossom one day into a woman. That's right. The, don't let the television and these movies and the media and these political figures warp your children and you just let them choose. God's going to hold you responsible. I mean, it, the schools are wide open to everything. The professors, they all, many of them, not all, but many have switched, and they're not teaching it the way we're teaching it in here. So if you don't teach these values at home, listen, they won't have a leg to stand on. Why don't y'all say amen? amen? Number nine, God requires that you do everything in your ability to protect your children's innocence. God requires that you do everything in your ability to protect your children's innocence. Uh, Psalms 119.39a says, Turn away, turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. 
This means you must guard what they see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Satan even promotes uh, evil through cartoons. Oh, well, that's a cartoon. Listen, some of the most evil stuff is propagated through cartoons. You got a screen cartoon. These, ca- these cartoons are demonic as they can be. No, uh-huh. It's, Mickey Mouse is gone. You got to screen the movies, the cell phones, uh, the tablets. Parental boundaries must be established to protect your children's innocence. Don't give them this technology without guidelines, without some directions, and without some boundaries. Uh, number 10, you are required as parents to keep the lines of communication open with your children. Keep the communication, the lines of communication open with your children. You must listen to them from the heart. Ask questions that will stimulate conversations about anything in their lives, especially around the dinner table. Now, here's a rule I'm going to give y'all that you need to implement immediately. A rule in your home should be no technology during mealtime and no technology when you're eating out at a restaurant. I've gone to a restaurant, the daddy, everybody's in that technology, they're eating. And everybody, I say, look, look, I told my wife, look at that, look at that. They all, nobody's talking to anybody. Everybody's in their own zone. Put it down. We gonna talk. If you can't put it down, I'm gonna collect it for one week. As we choose to live holy each day of our lives, Satan will seek to destroy us and our testimony. That's his goal. We have a goal too to lean on the everlasting arms of Jesus and finish well. As we live for our Lord and Savior, though we are weak, we become strong. Why? Because greater is He that is in us than he that is in the world. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.